Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Stark Heaven Speaks here. Jared and Bob flying at you on a Sunday evening for us uh, and whenever it is that you're listening to this. Uh, Bob's got a, uh, a fun story for us to kick us off. So anyone that listened to the last episode would uh, recall my final thought was about the old uh, T-Box yips that I had at Wana Moiset. Yep. And extended a little bit into the next nine. Um, Whatever. So I ended up going to the range for two and a half hours on Wednesday morning, played nine holes Thursday, and then I had a member guest at my place one day, um, one best ball gross, one best ball net. Uh, So nothing crazy. I was bringing clients. So, you know, they were getting seven, 14 and 21 strokes. So like, I personally didn't think we had a fucking chance. Um, or I knew we had a chance because guys were getting a lot of strokes, but it's like those guys need to time it all out. Right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> so as it's so again, so I went from T-Box Yips on Monday to breaking par at my own home course for the first time ever. <laughs> 71, one under with a double on our last hole. That's always fun. Well, that was Yippy. No, because I got Yippy because I'm standing over there. Like, ah, because like, I didn't know where I, st- I, I genuinely didn't know where I stood. I knew I had a fucking good round going. Yeah. So I'm sitting there like, well, got a good one going. Hook that into the trees. <laughs> and it's like, I got a seven iron in my hands being like, all you got to do is run this short of the green because you got a good one going. Hook that into a bunker. Skull that out. of Whatever. Like, shit show. Yeah. And I almost hold out for fucking five. But... <laughs> So I shoot one under. I mean, yips like a couple, couple fucking gross tee shots. Um, fine. Uh, I had my fourth eagle of the season. So again, <laughs> for anyone who's been following this fucking saga since late April, uh, zero in ten years and four this year. <laughs> so when I it would rains, ju- it pours. So I would just like to proclaim, and uh, this is the first time ever my handicap has had a one in front of it. Very one nice. Point, 1.9. So. Very nice. Um, Golf is stupid. And it fucking sucks. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, yeah. So you said you have a, you have a scramble that Monday too, right? Yeah, I got so I have a scramble on the 31st, which is from work. So it's like I don't have to work that day because I got the scramble. Right. So if I wasn't playing the scramble, then I'd have to work. <laughs> right, right. Um when you this is just a random question. Um, like when you register for an event like that and your handicap changes. Does your handicap go by what it is the day of the event or what it was when you registered? There will be there will be a time where they have a cutoff uh, for a net event. So usually it's closer to the actual event because like two weeks like that can that can move. Yeah. So it might be. Usually they give a date, but maybe they don't. Um, but it's probably going to be close to 
the event. Now, when I register for events and there's eligibility, like you can't get in the, that that's different. Right. It's usually at registration. If you have the correct handicap you're in. And if like, if you're supposed to be a 5.4 or below for registration and you register and then you're like a fucking 10 come tournament time, they don't care because at registration, no, they might say something to you. Right. Like what happened or like, Hey, like you're going out there, man. But like, if you chunk up like a really high score, like we're going to fucking notice that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for like net events, like when I do like, cause I don't play a ton of net events, but tour greater Boston, the tea times only come out like two days before. And that's when the, 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 uh, that's when the handicaps lock. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I can just jump right into this. I was going to talk about the open, but we'll talk about the open in a second. It's less about the open and more about Brian Harmon, but we'll get to that. So I was going to use this for my final thought, but since we all opened with golf and your golf game, I'm going to talk my golf game now <laughs> um, because my handicap went up from, a, I think it was like a 15.6 or a 15.7. I think it went to a 16.1, right? So obviously not like a, a huge move, like a half a point, um, but I was just curious. Right. Like when it comes to like when I, at the time I registered, I was a 15.7. Yeah. It won't lock. I, it shouldn't lock at registration. It should, they should give out strokes a lot closer to the actual event. Cause it really just comes down to whenever they do the scorecards. Cause whenever they do the scorecards, they're going to dot them. Right. And, and that's when it locks, but they're not going to dot scorecards like last week. Right. They'll probably do them like the Friday before or something. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's good then. So which brings me to my next point. So obviously my handicap went up a little bit, but I am playing. I feel like my best golf right now. Um, So I screenshotted my, my stats from 18 birdies and I sent it to you. Again, like you said, golf is stupid uh, and it sucks. I shot a four over. Uh, so I played at Chamawa. I get the local. I-, I wouldn't call it a Muni because it's not a Muni, but like it's the closest thing, right? To like a local Muni that I that I got. Um, it's literally down the street from my house. It's short. Uh, it's great conditions, though, typically, especially for what you pay. So uh, shout out to those guys. But the. So I, I, I played. Friday afternoon and I shot a four over. So for the first time, I think ever, right? Like, I think that might be my best score ever through nine is a four over. Um, So the way I did it, (laughs) I'll just, I'll just read the, the scorecard. So par, par, triple, double, Par, 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 birdie. <laughs> so I uh, had a really, really fucking tough stretch on the third and fourth hole with a tri- a back-to-back triple and then a double. And then pars everywhere else and a birdie on the ninth hole, which is the only par three on the front. Um, so ev- this was the first time that 
different areas of my game clicked at different times. Right. So like, I think we've talked on the show, but like if anyone out there follows golf, right, you know, or you golf yourself, right. You know, that in a round, you're never going to have all areas going at the same time. Right. Like you might drive the ball really well, putt the ball really well, but you hit your irons like shit. And like, maybe your wedges are shit too. Right. So if you divide, if you divide into four areas, right driver irons wedges putter and putting um very rarely are you gonna ever you're almost never actually almost never even the even the pros never have all four on at the same time but this was the first round ever that to my recent knowledge that i've had all four be on at different times right so instead of like a full round of like I'm hitting the driver really well, but I'm hitting my irons like shit. It was like, I hit my driver really fucking well. And then I hit like a good wedge shot and then two putts for par. Right. So like it was stuff like that, or it was, I just had a really awful tee shot with the driver, but I make a great recovery and then chip it close and then putt out and be done with it. You know what I mean? So outside of the third and fourth holes, right? The third and fourth holes were obviously disasters, right? I, I went triple double. Um, and that's not good because this isn't basketball. But all of my other holes were like, like I just, like I said, like if I didn't make a good drive, I then made a good iron shot with a recovery or like I made an okay recovery and then I left my wedge shot or a chip shot, depending on how close I was, like eight feet and then nailed the putt. Right. Like it was obviously I made what six pars. Right. And then on the ninth hole, which is the par three, I hit my tee shot like eight feet from the pin and then hit the putt for a birdie. So obviously the ninth hole, arguably the best hole, right, is the only birdie. But like I, I hit a great shot off the tee with an eight iron to eight feet and then hit the eight foot putt for birdie. So um, it's just, it was it was a nice feeling <laughs> because it's never happened before. Right. So like, like I said before, I can't sit here and be like, that was my best driving round because it wasn't, or that was my best iron round because it wasn't right. But now my wedges around the green, right. My short game around the green and, and putting over the last, I would say six to eight weeks, I've been super confident in anyway. So that's fine. Like I'm not worried about the ups and downs really of the, the wedges and the putter. Um, but different game, different areas were able to like pick up the slack at different times when I needed it. And I was like, wow, is that how this fucking game is supposed to work? No, <laughs> no, it is not. I was also making like a couple wild shots. So, on the second hole, um, so the second hole at Chamawa is short, right? So I I hit um, I hit a six iron off the tee because the tees were up too; they were close to the to the red tees. So I hit I pulled six iron and I hit it thin, and I think my six iron off the tee went about a hundred and fifty yards, but it was in the fairway. So I think I had. 150 yards in maybe a little bit less so i took eight iron 
and I absolutely nuked the eight iron, but I yanked it. So I don't know if you remember like where the second green is. There's a fuck ton of trees along the left side because that's the seventh hole coming back. The par five goes the opposite direction. So I crushed an eight iron over by the tee box on seven. And I got a fuck ton of trees in front of me. So I have two options. I can try and thread the needle really low underneath the trees, but I have to not hit a trunk, right? There's like probably seven or eight tree trunks in the way. I've got a small window and it's a hill. I got to bang it into the hill and pop it on the green. Or I can try a hero shot, right? And get it up over the trees and onto the green. So I remember this. I had, I think it was 62, 62 yards to the middle of the green. And I had to get over the trees. So I look at it and I go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm feeling a little froggy. So the, it was obviously it was in the rough, but it was sitting up a little bit. And I know that a full swing, and this is the part I feel like you're going to say no shit, right? But now I'm starting to get to the point where I'm comfortable with my yardages and I know some of them. And I know a full swing with good, good contact with a 56 is going to give me 76 yards. Like anytime I'm out there somewhere and I see I have 76 yards or something, I'd like light up because I'm like, that's, that's a, it's a good, it's a solid shot with a 56. So I go, okay, well, I know my 56 goes 76 yards and I get these tall ass fucking trees, but I only have to cover 62 yards. So I open the 56 up a little bit and take a regular full swing and I go and I aim a little bit left, right? Thinking open face is going to cause the ball to move a little bit right. So I aim a little bit left. I open up the 56 and I take a normal regular swing like I would try and hit it to the 76 number. And I fucking flushed it straight up in the air over the trees, one hop on the green to about six feet from the cuff <laughs> and I hit the six footer for par and I get out of there <laughs> onto the third hole. <laughs> and just, I was like, just, just the way you drew it up. Just, just the way I drew it up. But like the guys, the kids I was playing with, they were younger. Um, two of them actually were Rhode Island state troopers, but they were pretty cool. Um, but definitely like 25 ish uh, or younger or below. And there was one kid that was that was actually pretty good. He made a couple birdies. Um, the other kids were fine, right? Either as good as me or worse. And that one kid, because it's the second hole I'm playing with them, he was like, holy shit, dude. Like, that was fucking unbelievable. So he thinks I'm way better than I actually am uh, out the gate, right? Because it's the second hole. And uh, I was like, wow, like, that's wild. So I have, like, the confidence is there. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. So then I go to the third tee and I tee it up and I knew this. I knew this. The tee box was a little bit sloped like away. So the the ball was not technically because it's on a tee, right? But if it was on the ground, it would be a little bit below my feet. So I saw that and I was like, it's fine. Just set up 
you'll deal with it, whatever. And obviously after the fact, I was like, I should have teed the ball a little bit higher than I'm normally comfortable with to make up for the fact that it's below my feet essentially. But I didn't, I teed it up everything like normal and I fucking like bottomed out. Like I, I barely, I probably made the bottom of the club probably hit barely the top of the golf ball. And it just got into the fairway, just past the the red tees. And then I hit a, a shank with a hybrid because I tried to pump a hybrid down there to make up for everything. Stupid play, right? So that goes way right. Then I hit a seven iron far. Uh, I tried to chip on and I went long from the green. And then I almost chip, I almost hold out from the chip uh, for six. <laughs> out of the rough and I left it to, I chipped it to like two inches and then I tapped in for a seven. So that was the seven. So I was like riding high off of the second hole, making like an unbelievable, you know, 59 yard shot up over the trees, moved it left to right, like, you know, to six feet of the pin. And then I make a triple on the next hole. So it was like, Oh yeah, that's golf. But you know, like I said, all things considered, I did I did double the next hole, but then I made pars the rest of the way until I birdied the ninth. So, I mean, in the in the seventh hole, the par five, I hit a ball OB. I hit my second ball OB. So I hit I, I, uh, yanked my drive off the off the tee from seven into the second fairway. <laughs> so I played the holes the wrong way. Basically I hit my tee shot on two onto, or my second shot from two onto seven and my tee shot on seven onto two. And then I hit my second shot on the seventh hole a little too far and it just went over the fence. Uh, so that went OB, but then, so second went out, I hit my fourth shot into the green to like 12 feet. And I hit a 12 foot putt for, for par. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like whenever something didn't work well, the other thing made up for it. Right. Like I said, like I hit a 12 foot putt for putt to save par on five after hitting my second ball OB. So I feel yeah. good. Right. Well, let's, let's ruin that. <clears throat> um, somehow, some way. <laughs> but I will say so those are the types of things that like if you're gonna play well there so I hit 15 greens in that in that member guest when I shot one under. Oh that was so, the other thing. I hit five out of the nine greens. So I, I hit 15 greens. I had two birdies and an eagle. So that's only three one putts on those holes. Like, until you start getting into, like, the plus three range, you have to rely on luck for everything else. Um. Now, so I missed three greens. One was the double again, debacle, fucking mental loss on that one. Uh... You know, the other one was a close chip. The other one I had, I had to punch out next to a tree. 
like tree in my backswing, somehow hooked it around, whatever. And then from 120 yards, hit it to six feet, rolled the putt in. Like, that's the type of shit that has to happen. Like, right. if, and I know, like, I, so I've never gone through decade or I went through like the first month of decade, but like, that's what Scott Fawcett always says. He goes, scoring low requires luck. Because if you hunt birdies, you're in trouble. He goes, you need to hit the ball well. You need to have good strategy. Like you need to lag it well, and you need to get lucky. That's right. how it works. Right. So it's like the eagle that I made. I hit a hybrid to like fucking four feet. Yeah. 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 On the on the next time I played the hole, I had to punch out on the on the because obviously it's a par five. So I had to punch out. I had ninety four yards. I hit my ball on the green to nine feet that's a great shot right it's more than double as far as i had on the first putt same line yeah more than double i had on the first putt from a hundred and twenty five yards further away or i guess closer because the wet the wedge was closer the hybrid was far away yeah so that's the thing is like did i hit a great hybrid yeah yeah, and it's it landed like, in the right spot. What are the odds and you're going to hit a shot from you know roughly 210 yards to four feet? Stupid. Right? Like it's a stupid low. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And then it's like so. Then it, but it, it, but it's you can stuff a ball sometimes. You can hit a long putt. Like you can like there's all types of ways, but that's what it takes. Is it takes luck. So, you know, there are times where. You know, you're like evaluating your situation and you know, you're not get like, it's like, oh, I can get up and over this. Let me open the face. Yeah. Well, this time you opened it too much or you got way too underneath it and it didn't fucking get there. Right. So now now you've got a 20 yard pitch and you got to cover the bunker or something. Right. 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 So that's how it goes. And that's why, like, so when I was, again, obviously, you know, people forget I went to Pebble Beach. Um, (laughs) But, like, when I was watching the women play there, because, again, I had a rooting interest, but I was also very curious, how do they play it? Like, how do, what do they do? How do they do it? Right. Bro, they play a very similar game to that we play. Like, watching the PGA Tour sets the most unrealistic side of golf. It is like we cannot play the way they play. No fucking chance. Yeah. And like watching the way the women play, I was actually like, wow, it is like night and day how fucking different it is. And like, you know, you see on TV, it's like, oh, well, I should be able to do this or I should be. No, those guys do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The best women in the world wouldn't even do that. Yeah. And they are a million times better than us. Yeah. A million. Precisely. A precisely one million. Yeah. No, that is that is an accurate uh, statistical analysis. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see, right? I'll probably go to Pawtucket and get my fucking shit pushed in right and be like the game's stupid and i hate it and you might get your ass absolutely handed to you yeah i might go out and shoot a fucking 110 right like uh, who knows but you know what's funny you can so in this is gonna sound fucking stupid and i am no fucking mental guru trust me because after i fatted a fucking wedge 
and uh well, maybe I only hit 14 greens. Um after I fatted a wedge from fucking like 60 fucking yards, I almost fucking launched the thing into the fucking woods. <laughs> but then I got up, chipped it to like fucking four feet and hit a curling putt. Yeah. It's like whatever. So yeah, again, no mental fucking guru here. So there's a time where you can shoot 110 and it's your fault. And there's times where you can shoot 110 and it actually won't be your fault. And both are possible on a place you've never played in a situation that you've never been in. Right. But the only, and that's why like you have to control what you can control. And if you're sitting over there thinking, oh, well, you know, it would be stupid to do that. It's like, not if it keeps the ball moving, not if there's fucking trouble. Right. That's what, and that's what I mean is like, you know, if it's like a tight driving hole and you hit driver a fucking OB, that's really not like outside the realms of fucking possibilities here. Right. But if you're looking at like a yardage where it's like, well, I can hit six iron, but there's a bunker there. And if I pure it, it'll be fine. But if I catch it a little heavy, it's probably in that bunker. And then you hit that six iron and catch it a little heavy. And then it's in that bunker. And then you thin it out of there. And then you don't get up and down and you three putt. Yeah. Well, it all goes back to that six iron where you could have evaluated, looked at it, hit an eight, been short right. of everything. Right. And then at least you're not making a, a fucking massive number. Right. Instead of making a triple or a quad, you're making a double, right? Or a or a or a single. Could be a fucking if you like it, that's the thing, is if it's your if it's your first shot and you just hit something that's not going to get into a bunker, but you're short of the green and you chip it onto the green, yeah, easier said than done. All you have to do is lag putt it. Right. And then you right. made five. You're probably going to be getting... You're probably going to get a stroke, a hole, except the par threes. Like, that's probably what it's going to end up, like, mathing out to. Yeah. So, in a... Again, this is all fucking theoretical. It's, this is again, this is on paper. Like it'll never go this way. If you laid up short of every green and chipped it on and two putted every single time, you would shoot 90 in a competition, which would end up being like close to net par. Right. Right. And then God forbid, like you actually don't have to take that strategy. Yeah. Again, that's just paper though. Right. <laughs> that be, I would say that being said, I made a fucking quad at Juana Moisit, and that didn't even fucking, again, I had the gips off the tee box. I only hit one fucking tee ball. Right. <laughs> so the other seven was everything else. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And like I said, I, I, I feel good for the first time since I would say probably pre hurting my back. Like right before I hurt my back, I felt like I was starting to play play better. And now I feel like I'm playing better than I was then, right? Like it's just, I think it's a little bit more of like a confidence thing too, right? Like I said, and like you had mentioned too, it's very easy that I could, I could have taken that 56, opened it up too much and fucking toe shanked it, right? Like, but for me to look at it and be like, I think I can hit this shot, right? And have the confidence to actually pull it off. Um, well, no matter what, so I'll tell you right now, and this is, this is part of like the T box yips. 
that I was dealing with. It's when you start dealing with other, it's when you start thinking about other shit standing over the ball. Yeah. It's like, do all of your thinking in the back. Right. Like, if you're standing over the ball and you're thinking, hmm, maybe I should cock my wrist on the backswing. You're fucked. You are absolutely fucked. Yeah. But if you know behind the ball that your line's good, and you like the club and you like your target, then you just swing. You can still hit it like shit, (laughs) but that's golf. Right. If you're standing over the ball going, Oh, got to make sure I open my wrist up and like hinge and like you're fucked. Yeah. You're absolutely fucked. And that's the difference of like your fault or not your fault. Like right. if you do, if you do everything you're supposed to do and hit a bad shot, then it's just a bad shot. Right. But if you do everything you're supposed to do and you're standing over that seven iron on the final hole, when you're one under par, which you didn't know going oh, just steer this one home. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like that is a stupid, stupid fucking thing. Yeah. 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 And was I confident that I had the right line? No. Because <laughs> there was a tree in my way. Like, that's the thing yeah. is like, what should I have done? I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wrap this around that tree. Okay. Take less club, aim at the left side of the green. If it draws, cool. You're going to be short. And if it doesn't draw, then you're still safe because you didn't take on too much. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to wrap my golf cart around one of these trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it just makes it that much worse. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, speaking of of golf and everything, uh, today we had the British Open. Uh, so golf I actually, across. I actually watched some of it today. This Would is the, this major I watched so little of. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I watched a little yeah. bit on Saturday, but I I didn't watch much. Well, golf across the pond is obviously the timing's all fucked up, right? Because the the first groups go off at like 1.30 a.m. our time. And yeah. then the round finishes by like 1 o'clock in the afternoon for us. So <clears throat> most of the golf is played while people here are still asleep. God forbid, like if you live on the West Coast, you don't get to watch golf. <laughs> they, stay up, they stay up the night before. Yeah, yeah. They catch it on the tail end. Yeah, you either yeah you either have to stay up the night before or you just one thirty is what eleven. Nope, ten thirty. Yeah, so it starts at like ten thirty yeah. their time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So one fucking doing three hours was fucking difficult right there. Holy shit. <laughs> so then it would be the same, right? If it finished at one o'clock our time, it would wrap up at ten a.m. for them. Yeah, I mean, Thursday, Friday go all day, but, or I guess not all day, but like three o'clock. Cause I yeah. think, I think it's, I think it's still light there until like nine. Yeah. When they, uh, nine o'clock. They're, they're higher on the, yeah. the latitude. So, I think so they get more. Yeah. Light. Their summer, they get like a full, like you can legit play till nine. I th- yeah. I believe. Yeah. Although, so just quick aside, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a Busta Jack video. Pretty good. They played golf in Alaska at midnight. It just came out. I haven't oh, seen really? it. Oh, really? Yeah. 
<laughs> and I read about it in Tom Coyne's book. He did the same thing. Like he played at like midnight in fucking Alaska. That's hilarious. Um, well, because the sun never goes down. Yeah. <laughs> like, like literally, I think, I think if it wasn't him, it was someone else. They said you can see it like lower down. Yeah, and then it just goes never really sad. It just starts going back up. <laughs> That's hilarious. But you are like all fucked up. Yeah, it's like because. I don't know when the last time you stayed up until two in the morning was sober, which oh, I don't God. either. Yeah, I don't. I have no fucking idea. You are literally retarded. Like, yeah, if you like, even if you did not drink, you are like just drunk on stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine trying to fucking execute golf shots like that. God. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they would be done at noon on the West Coast. Yeah. So I think I think it's around three hour time. OK. Um. Yeah, so Brian Harmon won um, in easily the lamest major of this year um, and probably one of the lamest majors since Molinari won the Open. Right? Was that 2018, 2019? Yeah, but Molinari actually had the, like Tiger held the lead. Ti- yeah, Tiger was chasing him. Like at least something was happening there. Yeah, this was over by Friday at fucking. I don't even know. Like I got up at five twenty. Did was was his round over by then? It might have been. Yeah, could have been. By five twenty Eastern time, that might have been over. I can't. I remember. mean, he had a he had a five shot fifty four hole lead, and then that was it. He won by five strokes, right? So like, we they started the day on Saturday. He had a five stroke lead. And then no one ever got close. Yeah, it wasn't great. No, it's not um, a great. It's not a great it, dude. It was dominant, but it was not a great winner and not a compelling championship. Yeah, yeah. Until today, real or I, I'll say yesterday afternoon. Until the end of the round on Saturday, uh, the leaderboard looked like absolute dog shit. Like names that were just fucking nothing, right? Like I, I like who are these people, right? Like yes. there's the, the. Unfortunately, you have to give, especially the Open Championship, because you get so many more Europeans. Right. You need to give the Open Championship legitimately all four rounds. Yeah, because any idiot, and listen, I think that Am's going to be pretty good, but like any idiot can lead one round. Right. It's why the winners have to play fucking four. Right. And it's like what makes Monday qualifiers so difficult and all that. Yeah, I mean, you get you had guys on the leaderboard that just completely fell off after that, right? Like it was uh that Sharma guy from India. Sharma who did st- he who did he, I think he still T8. finished top ten. Yeah. Yeah. But he was up there. It was um no, it was it was Fleetwood Grio and uh I don't know Christo. Uh, the amateur. Yeah, Christo. Yeah. I don't know his last name. Lamp Lamprecht? Lamprecht. That's Whatever. It. He's like six yeah. fucking eight. Yeah. Um Hoygard was up there for a little bit. Nikolai Hoygard. Yeah, that's cute. Um yeah, like they were the first round leaders. Okay. It's like, what did you think was gonna happen? Tommy Fleetwood right. would probably hang around. Grio would probably give some back. But, you know, he's been around the amateur. He's probably going to move quite a bit back. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. 
He's also fucking huge. He's six eight. <laughs> fucking mashes the ball. Yeah. Um, pretty cool story that Matt Jordan finished T ten. Um, that's his core. Like he's a member at yeah. Royal Liverpool. So, and I think I think he got in next year. Yeah. Top ten is invited next year. Yeah, he got into Troon next year. Yeah. Yep. Which um, fuck fuck me. Like hopefully next year Troon can like give us something. Just fucking anything. So uh the duel in the sun was at Troon, I believe. Fuck. I hope that's right. That might not be right. Uh if, if it's not right. Uh, it was definitely where Henrik Sensen and Phil Mickelson had their yeah uh, back and forth duel, I guess yeah where they both finished like fucking ten strokes ahead <laughs> of the next person. But yeah. I think Stenson shot sixty three in the final round and Phil shot sixty five. It was fucked. That that was awesome. That day was sick. Yeah. And like I can't really remember. Like I know Tiger made his run in eighteen. Spieth and Kucher went at it in seventeen. That was actually pretty good. Nineteen Lowry won fucking going away. Yeah, there wasn't anything in twenty. Morikawa. I don't even remember that championship with Morikawa. I honestly don't either. And then last year was Rory was year. choking and oh, Cam Saint Smith. Andrews. Yeah, Cam Smith was good, but like, but that Rory one- and Hovland, both of them choked it away. And Cam were... and Cam Young, fucking, I I don't know how you backdoor a final round, but like yeah. he eagled eighteen to like finish second. Yeah. So it seemed like he was there, but he was never really like threatening. Right. Right. So I don't know. I hope we get something good. What was that called? The duel in the sun. Yeah. I don't know where they played that now. I'm thinking they may not have actually played that at Troon. Fuck, they played at Turnberry, which no one's ever going back to. <laughs> um, so so my thing about this too is Brian Harmon, like in of himself, right? He's I don't know, he's not my favorite, right? Like I after after watching all the stuff today, though, I will say he's grown on me. Um he's a slow play guy, right? So it's a no. It's annoying. The fucking broadcast was counting how many times he was waggling his club. So, truthfully, before. I thought that was fucking bullshit. Yeah. I w- if you if you're gonna do shit like that, put a timer on Cantlay. Right. Fuck that. Right. Like it's almost right. like the like when the Masters gave that 14 year old the fucking slow time penalty. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we're never gonna see this little Asian kid again. Like, yeah. It's like you fucking penalized him. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck was the waggle counter? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Put a timer on Cantlay and watch people's fucking heads explode. Right, right. Uh, there was no waggle counter when the Duff Daddy won in 13. Yeah. Kill, like... <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I, I so... I thought that was bullshit. <clears throat> I, did, I did too. I thought that was a little bit ridiculous. But either way, like I said, I, you and I both were... We like to root for chaos. We like the disruption. We like um, people just getting pissed off at dumb shit, right? So the fact that Brian Harmon was or is from Georgia, right? Like for because, you know, the UK is a bunch of fucking vaginas. 
uh, word got out that Brian Harmon likes to hunt in his free time. Yeah. So people kept like going at him for hunting and all kinds of shit. And it's like, he's a bow what? hunter. Yeah. What is wrong with you people? He's a bow well, no, hunter. They, they, start, they started talking about guns. He's a bow yeah. hunter. Yeah. He's a bow hunter. And his kids like spearfish. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people. Ooh, so, guns. So people were are just going nuts over that. Right. Because it's the UK. And so for that reason, I actually thoroughly enjoyed the Brian Harmon one because then he get he gets up there and he's giving his speech and he's got he's got a little he's not like deep south like southern drawl, but he's got like a a little bit of a southern drawl. He's like, yeah, you know, like just giving his speech, saying what he wants. And I go, it's got to burn the asses of all those stupid fucking Brits that have to sit there and watch this southern american boy who's fucking from georgia who likes to hunt that just came over here and won your fucking tournament because the well, rest the- of the leaderboard was all eurobumps i mean i know cam young was right there but like it was who like who who was up there it was rom sepstraka rory was close by i think hovland kind of fell off he did fleetwood was like around um I don't really count Jason Day because he's not European, right? He's just he's oh they, a Kiwi. that counts. That's Euro trash. He's a, he's a Euro trash, but Grillo South Grillo Africa is definitely there. Euro trash. Matt Jordan, Fleetwood, Stenson, Dietrich, Hovland. So like Alex Fitzpatrick was T seventeen. Terrell Hatton was T twenty. So like the leaderboard is just littered with Euro trash. Everyone there wanted Rory to win. Yes, and if it and if it couldn't be Rory, it was Fleetwood. Yes. That's what they wanted. Yep. And it's not what they got. The hunter from Georgia <laughs> is the guy that won. <laughs> so he, here are my here are my pros and cons with Brian Harmon. So first of all, Brian Harmon does nothing for me. He's 36 years old. He's won three times and now he has a major. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Again, say I'm <clears throat> along the same lines. So massive con uh, pro. The UK absolutely hated the ever living fuck out of it. I'm down with that. Uh, two, he made Ricky Fowler cry in college. I retweeted the story. <laughs> go look at it. Um, I, I absolutely, I am so fucking down with that. Yeah. Um, even he, even I, I he's no Michael Jordan, trust me, oh, but yeah. he even, he even mentioned, yeah, like when he, like someone said, he goes, someone said something yep. to me at one point, he yep. goes, and it brought me right back in and it's like, yeah. ah, yes, you're heckling. Which, first of all, the British people are like we're so classy, and it's like you people, yeah. Pussies. So I watched, I watched his his post round like interviews and stuff, and he said on one of them, he was like, because uh, he mentioned that, and he goes, I don't know, I mean, I guess if they really didn't want me to win, they should have been a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that, that was a great fucking quote, and that backs up to the Ricky Fowler story too, right? Because Ricky so. Fowler pissed him off. Yes. Because he didn't pick up the flag after yes. one of the holes. So he played pissed off the rest of the rounding. Birdie three in a row. And whooped and his ass. Beat him going away. Yeah. Yeah. Rico cried. Yeah. So like, I like that. Right. So like, I mean, no pun intended. I know he did go to Georgia and he's a bulldog, but he's got a little dog in him. Um, yeah. Well, he's also so I, short, I do so. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you were to look closer, he's um, this would be a pro still. He is. All right. He is probably one of the more relatable golfers to us. Like, 
Right. Whether you look at equipment, swing speed, driving distance, like he still hits it better than all of us, but like, bro, he's as close as it gets to like, like an elite player. Yeah. Like an elite, I don't want to say elite amateur, because that, like an elite mid am. Cause it's like that ignores the college kids that went pro. Right. Um, I think but, his average driving distance is like 290. Yeah, which again, most people aren't doing that. But right, but on the PGA tour, you could do that. That's I think it's below average. I don't know what I think the average on tour is 294. It's close. I, I know swing speeds around 114, 117, something like that. I don't know how fast yeah. he swings it. But dude, he's using he's uses like a 56 gram shaft, stiff shaft. Like nobody's yeah. doing that. Yeah. I assure you. <laughs> um, but then ultimately, too, it's like it's just a fucking waste. It's a waste of a like a major win. Like it's not the guys that are gonna have. I hate fucking legacy because like I I know we were using legacy as like whatever, yeah. but like if Rom wins now he's a three time major winner, right. If Roars wins again, like that's his fifth. You know, you don't get any of that when Brian Harmon wins. Right. And he's 36. So it's like, dude, how much more does this guy have left in the tank? Like, yeah, he's not an up and comer who's winning for the first time. He's a fucking old guy. Yeah. The last time he won was honestly, it's 17, 16, yeah, 17. And it's a, it's about as useful as Molinari winning. Right. What the fuck has that guy done outside of plop it in the fucking water at 12 at Augusta in 2019? <laughs> and he did it on 12 and I think he did it on 15. Yeah. Like, go away. Yeah. But that's that's classic open championship for you right there. Well, so they that was another thing. So there's two more things during the, that I took away from his, his post round interview. Um, they asked him about being a short hitter and they said, you know, do you see anything wrong with that in today's game or anything like that? And he laughed and he goes, I don't see anything wrong with it. And he points to the trophy and he goes, I think this proves that it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so again, him just being like, fuck you. Right. Like he's basically politely telling these people to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Um, well, and, and then and that, I would say part of like two is like the UK, they, they like everyone over here thinks it's the masters. Everyone over there thinks it's the open championship and they don't think it's particularly close. And then anyone that's neutral. So like your Southern hemisphere, Euro trash, they all try to be like, oh, well, you know, the masters doesn't have like a full field. Like it's a great venue. I uh, love that. It's the same place every year, but like, it would be nice if there were more people in it. Like that's how they like politely say, it's probably the open championship just because it's a small bullshit field. Right. But right. like they think their their championship is so good and it's like oh, our champ like this is the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Harmon? <laughs> that's that's how golf's supposed to be played cuz that's not what I'm fucking hearing. Yeah. You guys like Rom and Roars and Fleetwood. That's what you people like. Yeah. I don't know. So the the last thing uh, before I move on to was one of the he had a couple questions that asked him about hunting. Um, and so like this one British reporter like asked him a question about 
hunting or whatever. And he goes, Oh, so like, you know what, uh, how, how he, I forget how he worded it, but Brian Harmon was like, yeah, I, uh, I, I bow hunt. Oh, he asked him this, this is fucking great. This was the question. Um, if you could be on a hunt for an extended period of time, hunting for the most rare of animal or win the open championship, which would it be? And Brian Harmon is like, listen, man, I like to hunt, but like, I can't hunt every single day. He's like, I could not do that every single day. He goes, I like to play golf every single day and I can do it and I enjoy it. Like hunting is just something that I do because I enjoy it as like a hobby. And so then the guy asked him like, oh, okay. So they went back and forth for a little while. So then the guy asked him another follow-up and he answered it. And then he asked him another question about hunting and Brian and, and Harmon was like, yeah, I, I bow hunt. And the guy goes, okay. So like, you know, how good of a shot are you from like what distance? And so I know what he's doing. So in, I know I'm, I only know this just from following Joe Rogan because he's a big bow hunter and Cam Haynes and John Dudley and all those guys, but the efficacy of a kill goes down significantly the further away you are, right? Like it's harder. It's harder to hit a target, right? Because essentially you're aiming for the heart or the lungs of the animal, right? If it's a deer or whatever, because you want a quick death. You want a quick, easy death. And the further away you are, the lower your chances of hitting, you know, the quote unquote, the bullseye are. So Harmon goes, well, I like my chances from anything 80 yards and in but I would never take a shot on an animal from further than 40 yards, which was the perfect answer. So that's, and I, again, I only know this from listening to podcasts about bow hunting. I've never been myself, but 40 yards is typically where guys want to be, right? Like professional bow hunters, you want to be about 40 yards because it's not close enough where you're going to spook the animal, but it's not far enough away where like, you're going to make a bad shot. Like that's the sweet spot. So Harmon answered it perfectly. He goes, I like my odds from 80, but I would never take a shot on an animal from, from greater than 40. So then the guy goes, oh, just to make clear, you only bow hunt. You've never used a rifle. And Harmon goes, no, I'm a bow hunter. I don't kill animals with rifles. And then like, I think that they had to like wrestle the microphone away from this guy because the, yeah. like the interaction of this back and forth lasted for like, Maybe like Too two two minutes, which Too is a long time, right? For a an in a, a reporter asking a guy a question, like two three minutes is a, is a long back and forth. So then they like got the mic away from him, and then they went to someone else. But like that's your bullshit, like UK reporter trying to find an angle, right? Like oh Brian Harmon, he's a he shoots animals from too far away where he can't make a good shot or he kills them with rifles, but he, they couldn't do any of that because he answered the questions exactly how you needed to answer them. So good on Harmon and fuck the UK. Pussies. Their opinions haven't mattered since 1776 anyway. Um, all right. Jeez. Uh, that was like... We did a lot of golf. That'd be basically the entire episode on golf. 
Uh, really quick though, before we wrap things up, let's see here. What uh, what do we want to go with? So this is more topical. You seen all this uh, Jason Aldean stuff? Um, kind of. So I think I've seen it all, but I don't know because I don't know what it all is. Yeah, I mean, it's just people being stupid, right? So, um, for anyone that doesn't know, Jason Aldean is a country singer. He put out a song not even that recently. I think the song actually came out like a couple months ago, but for some reason now it's going in the news and it's called... Uh, the, the video might have come out. Oh, the video is what came out then, yeah. Um it's called like try that in my hometown or small town America or like whatever the fuck the song is. I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big new country guy. Like the country music I listen to is from like the early to mid two thousands. Um, but so some people have taken that song and said that it should be canceled because it's racist and it promotes racism. So a couple of things here. Um, Aldine obviously has come out and said like, that's obviously not what it is. It's about small town America and like people having relationships with each other and like being, you know, you know, your neighbors and stuff like that um, versus like big city life, which has been a thing in America. Like, almost since the very beginning, like people that live in big cities and people that live in like rural, small town America, like don't agree on a whole lot of things, right? Like, like I said, like, that's not news. That's not, it's not like this new phenomenon. Like, oh my God, can you believe that there's people in the same country that think differently? Yeah. It's always been the case. Um, but so, so my thing is like, the people, uh, I'm trying to think of how I can word this. I think this is a case of the media, the mainstream legacy media, stepping in and formulating an opinion for people. And then people are just running with it, right? So like I said, legacy media, whether that's CNN, MSNBC, NBC, all those, all those, those bullshit companies, right? They see this as an opportunity to sow more of a divide between people. So they see this song and they go, oh, the song's racist. So now people are out there being like, this song is racist. It promotes racism. They should cancel it. I don't think the song is inherently racist, right? But like, this is what we live in now. This is the internet age. This is the Twitter age. This is 2023. People get one idea and they run with it and it explodes. And now it's, oh, you like that song? You're a racist piece of shit. It's, that's a, it's the lynching anthem. Like I've heard people talk about it's the lynching anthem. Literally nowhere in the song is lynching brought up. Nowhere in the song does he talk about Black people, Hispanic people, white people. Race is not mentioned in the song. Like you can look at the lyrics. I've seen the lyrics. It's just talking about the difference between life in the big city 
versus small town America. And in rural America, that shit won't fly. If anything, it's more of a Second Amendment argument than it is like a racism thing, right? So I think, so I, I, I actually think that the real issue isn't actually the song because the song was out first. Right. Like you said, it came out. I think the issue is the video because I'm pretty sure the video uses footage from protests and robberies and looting and everything from the last like four years. Okay. Now I haven't seen the video. I haven't either. I just read an article when someone brought it up to me. So we all know what those were in regards to all of those protests, robberies, looting, fucking riots. All of that was stemmed from race in some way, shape or form in the last four years. And I'm pretty sure none of it was from the Capitol building. So it's whatever. It was also the video took place at a courthouse in Tennessee where a famous lynching happened like way back in the day, like a hundred years ago. But like, that was like a pretty significant event. So my only thing is whoever directed this make music video is a fucking moron. Right. Because they either didn't think it would be it. They either didn't think it would go this way. Or they were too stupid to realize what they were doing. Right. Which I that kind of says the same thing. Cause I don't think like a music video producer would do this intentionally. Like that would be fucking nuts. Yeah. Maybe they did. I don't know. I mean, I don't know who does these music videos, but yeah, I mean, I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, cause I also just feel like like a music video director is not going to be like so fucking far hard, right. That they're like, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm going to, uh, blame black people for everything in this music video. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to take all this money and all these resources and all this shit. And I'm going to blame black people for everything. And I'm going to put it into a music video and uh, hopefully it gets pulled. And then we waste everything, everyone's time, resources, money, all of it. I would like to think that that was not the case, but I'm starting to think that whoever the director was, was fucking stupid. Now, maybe he, uh, he directed his own. I don't know, but that's the problem here. I don't think it was the lyrics of the song. Yeah. I think think it's, I think it's Hanlon's razor. Or something like that, where it's like never, never attribute malice to something where stupidity could be the answer. Right. Right. Like, and that's what I don't know. I don't know. Most often people are just stupid. Yes. And it's like, yeah, man, like all the protests and looting, rioting, all that shit in the last four years, that was all racial. You could have went back in fucking time about anything. Right. But nope, you use the current stuff. Okay. That was fucking stupid. And then it's like, you had to use that courthouse. You couldn't use fucking anywhere else. There was nowhere else that you could have filmed that fucking music video. Nowhere. Yeah. There was nowhere in the fucking South. Nowhere in Tennessee. Nowhere in Georgia. Nowhere that you could have fucking filmed that. Had to film it there, huh? Right. Right. 
moron. So again, whether it's malice or fucking a fucking severe lack of intelligence, I don't know. Right. But that's my thing. Okay. Like, yeah. Least, so I didn't know that about the music video. Yeah. That because because that's the problem. Because I think you're right. The song came out earlier this year. Yeah. Or the the song's been out. It's yeah. the video that became a problem. Right. And I know the courthouse was the setting, and I know that it was like using footage from everything in the last four years. It's like, what the fuck did you think the backlash was going to be? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even in video or media, and I could have fucking told you that that was a very, very bad idea. Yeah. Seriously. Like, like use, what the use fuck did you think was going to happen? from like a France protest or something. You know what I mean? Like. Okay. So I can't speak to what specifically, but like. Why? Yeah. Just why? Yeah. Vietnam. Actually, that would have been a good one. Cause I know this like mentioned shit about the flag. Like Vietnam right. would have been a good one. Right. Because people were fucking pissed off then. And they fucking, you know, defaced the flag and protested and all that shit. Right. It's been a while. Could have went that way. Right. Right. Nope. In yeah. in 2023, had to go that route. Fucking dumbass. Well, the interesting thing about it is they tried to cancel the song in Al Dean, and now he is actually way more fucking popular. Yeah, that's I think the song, the song itself is hit like number one now on the chart. <laughs> so yeah. Ah, it's an inside job. Yeah, I, I know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe the director is even smarter than we thought. He Let's knew that so all of the press, of video. Yeah, all the press would would drive it to number one. Any press is good press, right? That's true. Or, um, but it's interesting because I saw someone tweet this that said, and again, this is take this with a grain of salt, right? I'm not necessarily, I'm not even saying that I believe this, but I do think it's an interesting observation um, that someone tweeted and said, uh, Bud Light tried to go woke and anti-conservative and they lost $30 billion in their business. Now people try and cancel Jason Aldean for a song that's not actually racist and he becomes more popular and his song hits number one. So like their point of it was like, like the underlying point of that tweet was like, don't fuck with conservatives. But like, again, I, I don't really give a shit one way or another about that. But I do think it's an interesting observation, right? Yeah. That, so let let's skip the don't fuck with conservatives thought because I think that's bullshit. Yeah, that's really fucking but dumb. Conservatives are definitely more likely to band with each other because they're definitely a more ideologically they're more cohesive that's a good way to put it politically they are not right because you have trump versus trump versus not trump versus the intern you know what i mean so like from a political standpoint the republicans are a fucking mess but ideologically they all believe the same thing pretty much it's just who's who's gonna lead the way is what they're fucking pissed off about yeah yeah but then on the other side it's like they don't know what the fuck they want. No. And like some of them want this and that's not good enough. And some of them want full blown socialism and communism. Other ones are like, well, let's not go that far, but we should have some stuff. Right. So like 
they like they don't believe the same thing mostly right where i mean we're painting with broad brush strokes here but i think that's and a fair they're, they're more analogy. like yeah they're more likely to d- divide within themselves right as we can see yeah but they are also more likely to fall in line and choose one person right like we don't have like rfk who i think is the perfect guy to be the next president right like as someone that doesn't really have much to do with politics and like i don't really have a label for one or the other i guess i i say this from time to time if i did have to give a label i'd probably fall into more of like a libertarian area but like even all that being said like i think rfk is the guy right like i don't think right now in in the current race right like obviously i could pick someone that i think joe rogan would be an awesome president um but I think Elon Musk would be a great president, right? Like there's plenty of people out there that would be a good president that aren't in the race. I think people that are right now running for president, I think RFK Jr. is the best candidate out there who's running as a Democrat and they won't give him the fucking time of day because they all want to fall in line behind the guy with dementia. So like, that's the difference, right? Like the Republicans all believe the same thing, but they can't agree on a guy. The Democrats don't all believe the same thing, but they'll just be like, that's our guy. We're going with him because he's our guy. So, yeah, all that from a fucking country song. Imagine. Sick. People flipping out. So. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Just, uh. Don't listen to it. Last time I checked, a lot most people don't listen to country anyway, right? Like, what the fuck? Oh, dude, like, it's summer. Everyone listens to country. Right oh, yeah. Now. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's so true. I forgot about that. Yep. We did a whole bit on that in one, like some episode, some like last year at some point. I remember doing that. Oh, man. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, well, all that being said, you want to uh, wrap this up? We can wrap this up. All right. Um, so Michaela and I went to stop and shop the other day, ice cream run and Talenti usually has like the full blown regular ice cream. And then usually it's just like sorbet, which sorbet fucking sucks. Yeah. It's lame. So for those of us that will not tolerate lactose, did you get in some gelat? (laughs) not exactly for those of us that will not tolerate obviously puts us in a little bit of a conundrum because it does look quite good but if you can't have the regular thing and sorbet fucking sucks it's like what are you left with (laughs) so usually it's like the other shit like you know the ben and jerry's dairy free is fine but it's fucking just like heavy because it's effectively like real but not yeah um and then it's like halo tops like nothing you so know what I like, found out? I know this is a tangent, but you know what I found out about Halo Top? You know, it's regular ice cream, but the reason why it's low calorie is because they blow air into the ice cream. Into so, the regular one. Yeah. Because they do have dairy-free as well. So, so like, if you see, like, most pints of ice cream are, like, seven, eight, nine hundred calories, but like a pint of Halo Top is like 
350, 360, right? Some of them might be 400, depending on what they are. But the way they do that, I saw some, I saw a video about this. They somehow like fuse air into like the 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 batter, I guess, if you will, like the melted ice cream when they put it in. So it it's more fluffy and it takes up more space. So if you let a pint of Halo Top melt, it'll only melt to be like half full versus like a pint of any other ice cream that you let melt will melt to be like at the top. And I was like, wow, that's fucking hilarious that they just dupe everybody into thinking that it's half the calories of regular ice cream. Like, how do they do it? They just fill it with air. I never felt as though Halo Top was regular ice cream. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, I always I knew there was always something missing. Well, apparently it was just more air. Yeah. Wasn't actually nothing was missing. It was just more air in it. Yeah. Um, but again, those those serve a very specific purpose. Like if you want like a real pint of ice cream, that's not the fucking right option. But if you want something that you know is like moderately low calorie, go nuts. Yeah. Anyway, uh Talenti has a coffee or a, yeah, dairy free coffee sorbetto. Gave it a shot. Quite good. What would recommend? No, no air blown into it. <laughs> I mean, it's like full on calories. Like you're not saving any calories with this shit. Right. But right. If you will not tolerate lactose and you like coffee ice cream, that's worth a that's worth a shot. It's uh would you say it's a coffee sorbetto? Yeah. It tastes like coffee ice cream, but it's not ice cream because it's dairy free. Interesting. How the fuck do they make it, I wonder? I don't know. I mean, there's like egg yolks in it and a bunch of other shit. I don't know. Oh, really? Google hmm. it, Mari. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can to. find you can definitely find an ingredients list on it. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure if I just Google it, um, I can figure it out. But all right. Yeah. Well, it's just made without milk. Yeah. Uh all right. So my final thought is uh I'm gonna give a uh a shout out to Derek on this one, friend of the show. Uh, I don't know if uh, we do get some downloads from people in Connecticut. I don't know if Derek is is the one that listens, but uh, some people do. So either way, if you are, sup, Derek. Um, been on before in the past. And I was texting with him and Amy and Fia the other day, uh, and they let me know that they weren't going to be able to make it to the baby shower that was yesterday which we didn't even get to in this episode. I'll cover that on fucking Tuesday's episode. Um, Too much golf to talk about today. But they couldn't make it because their dogs got sprayed by skunks. And it was uh, hilarious too because their kid like pissed in the car seat when they put him in there. So they had to like clean that. The dogs reek which means like the house reeks because they jump on the couch and they like rub on the couch and they're like there's they're going through it right now. So in that conversation, I had the brilliant idea of why or question, I guess, question idea, prompt, if you will. Why has no one created GMO skunks that don't smell? Or that don't spray like smelly shit, right? 
And I said, like, fuck corn, right? Like, fuck GMO corn. Why don't we make GMO skunks that don't spray stinky shit? Right. They they can still spray, right? Just have them spray water or piss, whatever. Either way, you're getting sprayed by a skunk. It sucks, right? So, like, just get the smell out of there. So, like, if you get pissed on by a skunk, okay, you it sucks, right? You got to go wash it off. But at least you're not going to smell for, like, a week. Like, how, how have we you, not... How do, you, how do you get rid of the real skunks? You know, you just kill them. You introduce a virus into their population <laughs> that calls the weak ones. Oh, how about this? Oh, that's the GMO, interesting. That's the GMO, weird. the GMO ones only eat the real ones. Yeah, but then when all the real ones are gone, what would the GMO ones eat? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, all right, that's fair. The skunks are gone. Yeah. But like my I thought my my solution would keep the ecosystem in balance, right? Like because I don't know what We're skunks eat anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what skunks eat, but like they do something like they're part of the ecosystem, right? They're part of the food chain. So if you just eradicate all the skunks, there's going to be some ramifications there. So I figured you can use genetically modified whatever. You could use CRISPR, right? To genetically modify them to not spray stinky shit. Why can't we just get like an antitoxin that like anti skunk smell that would be another good solution someone should work on that yeah i don't think there's uh i don't think there's any real money in that anyone whose dog gets sprayed by a skunk will pay whatever it costs so if it's 250 bucks I guarantee you they would have paid the 500 to fucking have them not smell. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there's nothing that's like, and the worst part about it too is like once the smell finally goes away, when they get wet, like the smell comes back. Rough. Yeah. So yeah, skunks suck, right? But we could genetic, we could, we have the technology. We literally have the technology. We spend all kinds of money. Like I said, we genetically modify crops, right? We have GMO corn so that we can douse it with fucking Roundup and glyphosate and it'll survive through glyphosate. Like how can we not just modify skunks to not smell? Well, I mean, I guess so if we're really worried about the ecosystem, that's their defense mechanism. So if they don't have that, then they're fucking dead anyway. That's fine. They'll figure it out. Well, that's why I just said just breed them to eat skunks and then they're all gone. Because regardless of what we do, they're all gone no matter what. (laughs) Give them a different defense mechanism. I don't know. Give them like. Breathing fire. Yeah, breathing fire would be awesome. <laughs> that would be a cool one. Yeah, until your dog gets singed. <laughs> At least he doesn't smell. Yeah, it's true. Well, he smells like burnt hair. <laughs> I don't know what would be worse. Well, the burnt hair smell wouldn't last, probably. Nope. No, it wouldn't. But yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like I said, it was a random thought that I had that was like, I don't know. I feel like we, I feel like there's a potential solution to this problem that no one has come up with. You would think. You would think. So, 
that's uh that's it that's gonna do it for us uh so thank you guys for watching if you're on youtube don't forget to subscribe hit that button up top uh like rate review uh wherever you're at tell everybody you know about the show uh thank you guys out there for spreading the word keep doing it we've gained like i think four subscribers on youtube in the last couple weeks um we're almost at 100 subscribers on youtube that would be pretty fun um the audio show is picking back up we always we typically go through a lull right around like the fourth of july because people are busy doing shit uh but we've come back with a vengeance uh what is it i think the state of new hampshire is crushing massachusetts you're fucking falling behind we we're here right this is our local podcasting area massachusetts i think massachusetts is third or fourth on the the state list for most downloads this month uh new hampshire is crushing i think they have almost double uh what massachusetts has then pennsylvania is second uh and then i think virginia and massachusetts are pretty close they're they're tied but shout out to all those those people out there california is a big one oregon we just got some new new downloads so we're we're all over the fucking place shout out to you guys keep telling everybody about the show um and while you do it uh we got some uh one update and i think i might have another update for the next podcast when it comes to some sponsors uh so unfortunately uh it has come to my attention that grill your ass off uh is no longer a sponsor of the show so through no fault of their own actually they switched their affiliate program through Shopify, which Shopify is kind of fucking stupid. That's what we use for IronRx. It's just fucking lame. They, it's like touted as this like, oh, it integrates with everything, but it's just a fucking pain in the ass. I'm not a big Shopify guy. But regardless, grill your ass off, switch their affiliate link through Shopify. And so Shopify's requirement in order to maintain an affiliate code, because you have to verify yourself through social media, is that you need to have at least 1,000 followers on Instagram in order to qualify to use the Shopify affiliate program. So, and they even say, we apologize if this is any inconvenience. This is not a, a, a requirement from your brand. However, this is our requirement. So fuck Shopify. Um, Grill your ass off has fallen off the table. I still love them, uh, but they will no longer be promoted on this show uh, until we get a thousand followers on Instagram. So you're going to want to go to Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod, right? If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it at the bottom right under here. Uh, go there and follow us on Instagram and tell everybody you know to follow us too. If you're if you can hear the sound of my voice, you should be following us on Instagram. Uh, so that we can continue to save you money with go your ass off. So for the time being, they're gone. Uh, so it's been a good run. They've been with us almost since the beginning. They were our first sponsor. Um, so uh, they've been with us for a long time. So sorry to see them go, but maybe they'll be back in the future. It's up to you guys if we get a thousand followers. Um, so you can get us on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks the facebook page is sarcasm speaks um website sarcasmspeaks.com go to the merch store buy some merch you can get the merch store through the link in the bio on instagram so you're going to want to we have the the link in our instagram bio has links to all of our 
uh, current and potential future uh, promo codes and affiliate links and all that stuff. So Grill Your Ass Off is gone. We'll probably replace it with something for next episode. I'll let you guys know what that is. Uh, but currently still with us, we have mybookie.com. If you use the promo code SarcasmPod, it will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks over there. And then also Moonbrew. Uh, you see, I was drinking it earlier in the episode, drinking it out of a wine glass because I'm a classy bitch. Um, mostly just because all my other glasses are in the dishwasher right now. Uh, but I, you can drink it hot, you can drink it cold, right? This was cold, threw it on some ice, throw a little almond milk in there, helps the flavor. If you drink it hot, make sure you put some honey in there. Uh, it's uh, got a bitter taste at first until you get used to it. So use the promo code Jared16159 at moonbrew.com uh, to get 10% off every single time you check out over there. Uh, that's a big one. We've made a lot of uh, a lot of referrals through there. My email's been blowing up uh, with people that are buying shit through Moonbrew, so it works, right? Like I said, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't promote it if it wasn't good. So for now, for the time being, we have my bookie and Moonbrew. So shout out to those guys. Go save yourself some money uh, on some Moonbrew tea and uh, double your deposit on sports betting with mybookie.com. Uh, so until next time, good night, everybody. 